Good morning again. <clears throat> I'm still croaking. So, we're continuing this morning with our, um, with our series called Family Matters. Uh, we started off by thinking about uh, vision and mission. And I know some of you are here, some of you weren't. But we were thinking about our, uh, our family here at uh, East Hampstead Baptist Church has been impacted by the vision that Jesus gave uh, when he said he would build his church and the mission which was go into all the world and make disciples of all people. Uh, and then we heard about how as a family, as a church family here, we want to be a church that is attractive to people who don't normally go to church and who want to be associated with us and connected to us. And then last week we heard about <clears throat> the importance of giving and how that's sort of quite central to what we try to be and do here at this church. Uh, giving through things like night shelter and refresh and, and storehouse and things like that. And today, I'm going to be talking about serving. Now, if you've missed any of the previous series, can I really, really encourage you to go to our website uh, and uh, listen there. They're all there. You can listen to them. Or you can uh, read a summary of the talks, and there are even questions as well, which really prompt you to think about what's being said. So lots and lots of resource. Now, we all have gifts, we all have abilities, we all have uh, lots of things that God has given us. And it's true that some people have more than others. That is true. And I'm sure we all know people who seem to be able to do just about anything. And not just do it, they do it well. And you think, oh, that's not fair, really. But the truth is, we all have some gifts, we all have some abilities, and it's how we use them that is important, that's really important, how we use them. Do we use what we've been given to serve ourselves, or do we use it to serve God uh, and to serve others? You know, for over 25 years, I used my gifts and my abilities uh, to serve myself, really, when I was working with ICI. I used, uh, that's what I was doing. Um, it's true that my family did benefit uh, from my, my abilities, but uh, really serving God and serving others, that wasn't on my radar. Uh, but if climbing up the corporate ladder is a, mess, uh, is a measure for success, then I was very successful. Uh, certainly in the last five years when I was working there, I was uh, flying to many countries around the world, business class, staying in the best hotels, uh, uh, speaking usually to the, the manager of uh, the, the ICI business in each country. I was really very successful, if that's the measure of success. And I was the envy of my friends. I would have considered myself a Christian, uh, I would say, at that time, but I wasn't uh, a member of the church family. And certainly, as I said, using my gifts, my abilities to serve God and others wasn't even in my thinking, really. And then, uh, in, as in the year 2000, when I left ICI, I started coming here to this church. Uh, and I became uh, part of the church family here. I started listening to the teaching here on a Sunday, started reading my Bible regularly, almost daily. That became a habit, still a habit now. Uh, and I started to realize more and more that the way that I had been using and thinking about what I've been given by God, my abilities, my gifts, was not in line with the teachings of Jesus. It became very obvious to me that I, I really wasn't doing what Jesus wanted me to do. And if I was going to be a follower of Jesus, I needed to change. <clears throat> in particular, there are 
Well, there was lots of things that I've read in the Bible, but I can think of a few uh, straight away. One of them was illustrated by the young people this morning. That parable was quite uh, striking to me because it clearly is saying, as we said earlier, that God has given us gifts, many gifts, actually. He's given every good thing comes from God. Uh, And he expects us to use those to grow and make his kingdom bigger. That's what he is expecting us to do. And we do that by serving him and serving others. So that had a big impact on me. The other thing was that I, when I read in uh, John's account of Jesus' life, John being uh, a very close follower and friend of Jesus, uh, when I read in his account, um, he records there an incident that happened uh, on the last uh, meal that the disciples had together. So they were all together for this meal, um, and uh, Jesus took off his outer garment, he wraps a towel around himself, and he washes his disciples' feet. And that's hard for us to really get our mind around. I mean, it's, it was such a lowly and a, a, sort of a, 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 a meager task, and Jesus did that. He washed his disciples' feet. It was a very, very clear message. In fact, he reinforces it if you read it by saying, this is what I expect my followers to do. This is what I expect you to do. So when we're thinking about serving, uh, we need to use our gifts and our abilities uh, to grow God's kingdom, but we also need to be prepared to do whatever it takes. And I love that clip at the beginning that we saw. That millionaire, he's going down on the beach and he's just picking up litter. He's doing what it needed to do. Not quite the same as washing people's feet, but it's the same sort of thing. You know, he's got that, he's grasped that. And Jesus said, if you do this, you will be blessed. If you do this, you will be blessed. Now, can you imagine the impact that all that would have had on uh, Jesus' uh, closest followers, his disciples? They heard this, they saw what Jesus was doing, they saw him washing feet, it had a huge impact on him. And then, of course, uh, they saw him crucified, which is the ultimate act of serving. Whatever you would think is the ultimate act of serving, you won't find one more so than going and being crucified and paying a price that we could not pay. And they saw him do that, and then they saw him come back again to life. And they would have had a huge impact on them, and of course it did. The leader of that group was a man called Peter. And Peter... uh, Maybe above all the others, it had such an impact on him, what uh, uh, Jesus teaching uh, and then seeing him crucified and coming back to life. So much so that just before he was crucified, Peter denies even knowing Jesus. And a few weeks later, he's standing up in public and telling everybody that Jesus is the one. He's the Messiah. You need to turn to him. You need to ask for forgiveness. Risking his life. So you can imagine the impact it had on him. His teaching and what he saw Jesus doing. And we also know that it had a great impact because of a couple of letters that he wrote to some churches in what is now North East Turkey. And we know that because they're in the Bible. Uh, two letters. One, the first one is called 1 Peter, and the second one is called 2 Peter. And I wanted to just read a few verses to you this morning just to re-emphasize what influence that this had had on him. And it's going to come up on the screen. So, we're going to start at um, 1 Peter chapter 4 and verse 8. 
And this is what he writes. Above all, love each other deeply. Above all. And what he's saying is, above everything else, anything else I could have told you, anything else you've heard me say, anything else I've written, love each other deeply. And of course, this reflects Jesus' teaching. All through Jesus' teaching, he comes back to this again and again and again. And when asked what is the greatest commandments, he says, love God and love others. So above all, above all, Peter says, love each other deeply. Why? Because love covers over a multitude of sins. Love covers over a multitude of sins. And then he writes, offer hospitality to one another without grumbling, without grumbling. Do you know this week, we had a phone call in the office from a lady that was really distressed. Uh, She was really upset and agitated. She locked herself, not out of her house, but in her house, would you believe, She's really upset, so she rang the office. And the office rang me and said, you know, this has happened. Could you, is there any chance you could go around and see what's going on? Uh, and so I did that. I drove around and I managed to get the door unlocked. And I took this lady down here and we, we got a cup of tea for her and later on we gave her some food and we really looked after We showed hospitality. But here's a confession that I haven't told anybody. I was grumbling. I was really grumpy, not out loud. I didn't say anything to anybody. I didn't say anything to anyone. But in my head, I was, why me? I'm really busy, of all people. I am busy. I haven't got time to drive here and drive there. So I was grumbling, and I, I confess I did that. And afterwards, I thought, I shouldn't have been grumbling. It's actually a privilege to serve somebody like that, isn't it? Why was I grumbling? But I was, and I shouldn't have been. So let's watch that. It's okay, you know, to to offer hospitality, but let's do it with the right attitude. I didn't on that occasion. But I did do it. I did do it in my own defense. Each of you, verse 10, each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. God's grace in its various forms. You know, we don't get what we deserve from God. Thank God, is what I say. Because if we did, we'd be in real trouble if we got what we deserve. We get far more. We get so many gifts, so, so many good things from God. We should be grateful for that. And then he writes this. If you speak, you should do so as one who speaks the very words of God. If you speak, it's almost he's saying, he doesn't say this, but if you have to speak, if you've got to say something, then do so as one who speaks the very words of God. You know, sometimes I find myself saying things and afterwards think, I shouldn't have said that. I really shouldn't have said that. Or I overhear a conversation and you go, you shouldn't be saying that. You shouldn't be saying that. Or it could be a text that somebody says, because that's what happens now. People don't speak to others so much. They send texts. And you look at them, you think, oh, you shouldn't have said that. That's, hmm, I don't know what you thought you were communicating, but that's not good. Or maybe an email. I've seen some emails that come through, and I think, no, why you don't do that? Because then what happens? You get a reaction, and then another, and so it goes downhill. If you speak, or text, or email, or anything else like that, you should do so 
as one who speaks the very words of God. If you serve, you should do so with the strength God provides, so that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To him, him be the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. Let's go back to verse 10, because obviously that is the link to what we're talking about today, where he writes, each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others. He doesn't say, if you have a gift, if you've been, you know, if you have a gift, then you do. He says, you, each of you should use whatever gift you have received. The implication is, we've all got them. We've all got them. We've all got abilities. We've all got gifts. And we should use them to serve others. It's very clear. And it reflects the teachings of Jesus. And obviously, Peter was very, very influenced by what Jesus said and did. And it reflects that. And it's this idea of serving that really uh, runs all the way through our, um, our values, which we've listed here and we've referred to through this series. And if we look at the first one, caring. When we serve... We are caring for others. When we serve, we are caring for others. And that's why, that's one of our our values. And then, commitment. When we serve, we demonstrate. We're not just talking about it. Not somebody standing up here spouting away like me. We actually demonstrate it. We do it. We demonstrate that uh, commitment when we serve. Next, community. We serve our community. We've talked quite a lot through this series about how we serve our community, haven't we? We've talked about uh, night shelter. We talk about refresh. We talk about storehouse, messy church, and so on, and so on, and so on. When we serve, we're serving our community, and we do serve it in Bracknell and beyond in other countries as well. Celebrating, I think, is the next one. How is that? How does that? How can you equate that with serving? Well, when we celebrate... We lift people's spirits, and that's a form of serving. Lifting, as a family, we lift each other's spirits. So serving helps us in this uh, key uh, value of celebration. And then finally, of course, when people see us individually and as a church serving our community, there's a huge communication. People come up to me that have got no connection with this church at all, at all, and we get chatting, and I say, oh, well, I go to East Hampstead Baptist Church, I'm a member there, and they say, oh, yes, you're the people that's involved with that, that homeless thing, aren't you? What's it called? Night, night shelter or something. They've heard about it. Or I've seen your van driving around Bracknell. Is, you, what do you, you do stuff with, don't you, and help people. It's a clear, very clear communication when we're serving others. So that's why it's in our values. So, you know this is coming. The key question is, how are you using your gifts? What are you doing with what God has given you? Now, let's be honest now. We've got to be honest because we are great at making excuses, aren't we? Aren't we? Well, I am. I can give you dozens of them as to why it shouldn't be me. Because I'm too busy. I couldn't possibly do that. Uh, Somebody else should be doing that. I mean, you can go on and on making excuses for not serving. But it's a time to stop making excuses, I think. And here's another question. Do you even know what your 
gifts are. Do you even know what they are? And there's no excuse because there are lots of little questionnaires that are available today. They're very easy to fill in. You can fill them in. You can get them off the internet. And they point you and they guide you in the right direction as to what your gift might be, what, what it is, what ability you might be able to use. Or you could consider going on a, a, a specific development course. Sometimes we run one here called Network. We haven't done for a while, but we, we could certainly run one like that where you can find out what your passions might be, your spiritual gifts might be, what your abilities might be, and how you can use them. But you know, I'm coming to the conclusion that the best way to find out and how you might serve is you just do something. Just get involved. Just go and do it and try it. It might not be for you, but it might be. It could well be. Go and try it. Now, there are things, of course, there are little processes that we have to put through. If you want to serve in the children's work, and why wouldn't you? But if you want to, then there's a little process we have to go through to make sure that everything is safe and all that sort of stuff. Or if you want to come up here and you feel God is saying you should be speaking the word of God, then there's a little process we'll put you through. But there are many things that you don't need to do that, where you could serve. Just this past week, uh, my wife Sally-Ann said to me, would you come and help to set up a refresh cafe at Birch Hill? And I, of course, in my usual style, well, how hard can it be? I mean, there's five or six tables you put out, some tablecloths, some salt and pepper. I mean, even I can manage that. You don't need it, you know, to be able to have lots of training. You can do stuff. There's loads of that sort of thing around the church. You can serve, but you're also serving others when you do that. I really like the Nike slogan when it comes to serving. You know what the uh, Nike slogan is, don't you? Just do it. Don't keep making excuses. You haven't got time, you haven't got the talent, you haven't got this, you haven't got that. Just do it. Just do it. If it comes to serving, just do it. That's what God wants. Not because I'm standing here saying, that's what God wants you to do. That's what God wants you to do. That's what Jesus taught. That's what Peter did. Many of us have latent talents and gifts. And in fact, some of them are so buried, and maybe have been for years, that we, we don't even realize we've got them. We forget about them. But God wants us to use them. God wants us to use them. That's what God wants. He wants us to use them. And no gift or ability or talent that's ever been given um, has been, it's, they've all been given for a, a purpose. None of that inconsequential. God doesn't do that. They are there to be used in this family to serve and support and help. And one last thing I wanted to tell you. Let's serve with the right attitude. Not grudgingly. Not, oh, well, I suppose I'd better because I've got a guilty conscience or it's my responsibility. We should serve with joy. Because every single good thing that we have has been given to us by God. We should serve with joy. And because of what Jesus did for us, we should serve with joy as a response to what he's done, what he's given us. We should be serving with joy. So let's follow the teachings of Jesus. Let's follow Peter's example. And let's serve with joy. I used to fly around the world in business class and go to the best hotels. <clears throat> but these days, on a Tuesday afternoon, 
you'll find me up at the Crownwood Community Centre. Do you know what I do? I'm a bingo callers runner. Yep, it's true. You may laugh, but I'm a bingo callers runner. You may not even know what that is. Let me explain. If somebody gets a line or they get a house, then they, they call. And my job is to go and collect that uh, particular uh, card and go to the bingo caller, who is often Simon Lace. And I look at Simon and I say, do you know, I used to be somebody important at ICI. <laughs> and he says to me often, and he looks at me and he says, the way that you're serving now is far more important, far more important. And do you know what? I think he's right. I think he's absolutely right. I'm just going to take a few moments now for you to think, not necessarily about what I've said, but what Jesus has said about serving and what he demonstrated about serving, what Peter wrote about serving. How does that impact on your life? And there's the question, what are you going to do about it? What are you going to do? Not somebody else. You know, sometimes if you're like me, I sit there and think, I hope so-and-so is listening to this. I hope they're listening to this because they need to hear it. No, you need to hear it and you need to respond to it. And so do I. And so do I. So let's just be quiet for a minute and then I'll, I'll finish with a prayer. Father God, we want to thank you. Thank you for Jesus. Thank you for that demonstration, that he, an example that he gave us when it comes to serving. Thank you, Lord, that we can't, we can't say we're really not sure what we should be doing or how we should be doing it. You've made it very clear. Do whatever it takes. Do whatever it takes. Lord, we pray that this lesson... We'll just go deep within us. This lesson that you gave us, that you taught us about serving, it will go deep into us and that we will respond by taking action. We will do things. We won't just say, oh, yeah, that's, yeah, I probably should be done. But no, we will actually start doing things, volunteering for things, getting involved in things because that's why you've given us these gifts and abilities and money and time and everything else, Lord, because you want us to use that to grow your kingdom in this place and in other places too. So, Lord, please, would you just keep stirring us up, just keep reminding us of what we need to be doing and how we need to be doing it. And give us opportunities, Lord, to serve. But when they come, let's not make excuses, Father. Let's just do it. Let's get involved and serve. Serve you and serve others. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. I think it's the band next. And I want to say thank you to all those people who have been praying for me this morning. Um, I text Simon earlier on <coughs> saying, and it's, it was true when I got up, I couldn't speak at all. I had no voice at all. And I text him and said, I can't speak. And it got his attention anyway. But thank you. <laughs> thank you if you prayed for me. 
Thank you.